0: Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's quite a bit of water. It's a lot of water. But, yeah. Are we going yet, by the way, or no? Just started. started. 12 seconds started?
1: ago. Oh. You did the same thing last podcast. I did. Right when it got I'm to never about 12 sure, seconds. I'm
0: never sure whenever you start it. Like, I see you fiddling <laughs> around with the mouse, but I'm not sure if you're actually, like, starting it or not. Um, so, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of that deal. Mm-hmm. I just let it roll. Until huh? I just let it roll until you realize. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see how it is. And then let me go back and edit it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rude. No. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to the next Apex. One second. Oh. Okay. Echo?
1: There is echo, yes.
0: Yeah. That was for video.
1: That's awesome. Oh,
0: because we're going to... So you can figure out where to line it up at? Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, so... um, we're testing out some video equipment today. It probably we probably won't be uploading this one um, in particular, but in future episodes, we are going to be uploading them to YouTube, posting little clips on, excuse me, on Instagram and TikTok. Um, so expect that in the near future. Um, yes, we're going to be spamming our Instagrams. It's going to be great. You're going <laughs> to love it. Um, anyways, so. Welcome back to the na- next Apex podcast. I almost butchered the name there. My name is Josh at Josh underscore Bayless on Instagram. And I'm joined, of course, by Mr. Donovan at yep. Don at no, I almost said I almost got you, butchered your Instagram handle at D Tompkins photos <laughs> hmm. on Instagram. Uh, That's OK. And
1: it might actually be changing soon again. But we'll talk about that later. We're well, definitely later
0: talking. Day. No, we're definitely talking about this at the end of the podcast today. No. Yeah. It's supposed to be a surprise. Well, I just want to know about why. It's not going to be a surprise if people listen. I'll
1: tell you after the podcast, okay? It's
0: not going to be a, I don't want to hear the actual handle. I just want to hear why. <laughs> That's
1: the most important reason. Why is that
0: the most important reason? <laughs>
1: because it spoils what I'm getting into.
0: Uh, but I'll tell you after. Okay, fine. Fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, then um to dear podcasters uh, or podcast listeners, um we have a special surprise coming in a few weeks, apparently. So, <laughs> oh, well,
1: mainly for me, but uh, yeah,
0: for you, yeah, it's okay. Um, awesome. Well, anyways, I mean, there's been some news this week, but it hasn't been that active. There like of a hasn't week.
1: been like specific model news, no. But we've got like some businessy car business news, yeah, kinda. and some
0: of it's kind of cool. Um, especially one particular story, rev- revolving around your. One of your favorite uh Japanese brands, oh, uh, because yeah, if you didn't add
1: Japanese, Porsche is also one yes. of my favorite brands. Yes,
0: but that one is my favorite story up there. Anyways, um let's start off with bad news.
1: Bad news.
0: Yeah, Aston Martin. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I
1: wasn't sure if you were talking about the Almighty Chrysler.
0: No, because um, that's <laughs> going to be fun for us. Yeah. Yeah, but let's start, okay. with, let's start with the first bit of bad news, Aston Martin. All right. Um, Here, I got gotcha. you. Um, so basically, if,
1: if you don't know, Aston Martin, well, let's backtrack. Aston Martin's been kind of in trouble for the past, I don't know, maybe half decade. Um, they've
0: only just started turning a profit like two years ago in the yeah. first time in their entire company's history. Really? Yes.
1: And they've been around for like 100 years. Yes.
0: And they've never turned a profit until I think twenty eighteen. Dang, yeah. Those those investors are
1: loyal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're
0: very loyal. <laughs> or um, maybe
1: maybe they got benefits. They can they can they, they got thank, car benefits. Literally, they <laughs> can they're thank, just like fine. We can keep our money. They
0: can thank uh, the new CEO for investing into um, uh, Mercedes mm-hmm. Mercedes parts and whatnot. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, um, that's literally the only reason why they started turning a profit. They cut down on cost. Yep. Um,
1: so, with that Mercedes V8 that they borrowed, they actually did develop a manual mm-hmm. for that V8, which yep. is the only manual car you can
0: have with that AMG V8. Yep. And it's absolutely incredible. Seven speed, dog, dog. leg. Yeah, it's dope.
1: Yeah. It's really dope. Um, but unfortunately, well, first of all, they didn't even sell that many of them. I only, believe only 200 units. Yeah, it was the AMR so, Vantage. Yep so not that many units to begin with and basically with this whole issue that ASMR has been having they've been kind of going through ceos they just got a new one yeah and the newest one is basically saying no more manual
0: yeah um so basically what he has said is that the amr vantage is going to be the last non-cap production car to have uh, a seven-speed manual he didn't necessarily say that there wouldn't be any more manuals yet, but that's yeah. pretty much alluding to that. Yeah, um, maybe there'll
1: be some one-off that's $8 million that the customer says, it must be manual.
0: Yeah, and it'll probably use already a, uh, like an already existing transmission. It'll probably use that manual same transmission. manual transmission, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's sad news. Um, you yeah. know, it's another car company that's essentially abandoning uh, the manual transmission. But at least we have Porsche, right? And Ford. Oh, yeah. And Chevy. Well, actually, I can't really say Chevy. Anyway. I don't even know what's going on with Chevy. <laughs> Chevy's doing. Chevy's all over the place. Yeah, a little bit. Cadillac. Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. We still have Cadillac, although they're they're That's transferring entirely. I mean, I guess GM entirely. I think is transferring entirely over to electric by like twenty thirty five. Yeah. So of course, those are dying soon too. But anyways, I just I I there was actually one reason I wanted
1: to bring this article up because I was like, man, you just got hired. And you did like the one thing to piss off enthusiasts. (laughs) Literally. As soon as you get in, you kill off the manual.
0: Yep. Literally.
1: Like, wow, what a way to come in. Literally. But uh, we kind of discussed this before the the podcast started, and we're not really too
0: surprised. No, not surprised. Disappointed. Yeah. Definitely disappointed, not surprised. It's it may it's a it's a smart business decision. Like what's selling right now, genu- generally speaking, especially in Aston Martin style of cars. Yeah,
1: GT cars. I mean, most people are going to choose automa- automatics yeah. for them. Yeah,
0: their their cars aren't drivers' cars. You know what no, I mean? No, exactly. Yeah, so, they're not cars you take to the track.
1: Mm-mm, that kind of tells you tells you what you want exactly. until that uh
0: that V twelve comes in. The V twelve with the Valkyrie. Yes, the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie is going to be dope, but I wouldn't put a manual in that.
1: Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying that. But
0: no, because um, we're just saying they're not enthusiast what's cars. The, but uh, uh, what's the name of the one that they're making? It's like a baby Valkyrie. I know, um, right? I kind of Do you know what you want to talk about? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. For
1: some reason, I forget, too, because it hasn't been in the news like much at all. uh
0: uh-uh. It's only supposed to be like 600 horsepower. I say only. Right. It's, but it's supposed to be like 600 horsepower, but it's essentially the same sort it's of like design a, as the Valkyrie. Yeah, it's like a baby Valkyrie. Exactly. So it has that carbon tub. It has all of the ridiculous arrow that's in the yeah, underbody. Yeah. That-
1: crazy underneath like tunnels
0: it has under the car yeah it's insane looking. it's gonna be so freaking sick dude I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see the valkyrie though like on track um in a in a in the world endurance championship mm. that's yeah. going to be freaking sick alongside one of the other cars that we're gonna be talking about later in the podcast um as well <laughs> as as well as you know whatever ferrari comes up with whatever porsche comes up with yeah. audi like all these brands are joining i think I think Peugeot might be getting in on it too. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And Delara. Delara's in it. Um Ah, oh, who else is in it? There's one other company. I can't remember. It's a smaller one. Um <laughs> yeah, You're testing I forgot.
1: racing intelligence. My
0: racing intelligence is not here today, it's okay. Anyways, um yeah, Aston, uh kind of putting a damper on the manual again. Takes yeah.
1: another blow. Yeah, it
0: is what it is. Yeah. At least BMW still has one. Uh <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're
0: rolling with it. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the next one then though? Um Alpha and Chrysler. <laughs> <Ten> <laughs> this years. one's kind of funny. I was surprised with like how
1: just like I guess you could say like cutthroat they were. Yeah. Um but basically Alpha Al can't talk. Alpha Romero and Chrysler. You still pronounced it wrong. I don't care. <laughs> Alpha Romeo. Here we go. You did it with the Ferrari articles. Yeah. We're doing the Italian. The Italian. Uh,
0: well, you said Romero. It's there's no
1: second art. That's the way I say, it, man. I'm American. I'm from Florida. I, I, American. I'm. <laughs> um, but basically, both those companies. <laughs> yes. Are given ten years to prove their worth, and like. Literally, they exactly said this. So the CEO of Stellantis... um, Which,
0: if you don't know, um, Stellantis is essentially the new company that has arisen out of the merger of Fiat Chrysler and um, Peugeot.
1: Yeah. Um, So that guy said, We're giving each a chance, giving each a time window of 10 years and giving funding for 10 years to do a core model strategy. The CEOs need to be clear in brand promise, customers, targets, and brand communications. So just straight up, you got 10 years
0: to figure yourself out, or you're out. And the only one that I actually care about is Alpha. Um, <laughs> yeah. In all honesty, Chrysler hasn't been a quote-unquote legitimate car company in my brain yeah. since the 70s, I think. Like... They currently only o- only make one car. The Chrysler 300 is dead. They um, do make the Pacifica. They make
1: the Pacifica. I've heard is actually a good minivan, but it's how many a minivan. minivans do
0: you see on the road? Exactly. You don't. Yeah. And it's in stiff competition with the Sienna, the Odyssey. Pretty much. The new Hyundai, whatever the heck it's called. Oh, the
1: uh, Kia Carnival. Oh, that—that's what it is. Yeah, that's what of the. Which those yes. look kind of cool, to be honest. For okay, mini yeah, mini
0: but I watched the Doug Demiro video on it, and he was like, "Yeah, but this got nothing over the competitors." So, oh, like he basically said, cool, he basically said, either buy the Sienna or buy the Odyssey.
1: Yeah, which I'd probably do anyway. Just, just 'cause I trust yeah. Toyota and Honda for those type of vehicles. I do too. But anyways, yeah. But yeah, you definitely have a point, Chrysler. What Mm. I
0: want, Chrysler. Okay, so the whole point of us bringing this up, of course, was to um, kind of discuss like what we would see Alpha. Maybe maybe come with some creative ideas. Exactly. Play around with what what we would.
1: What would we do to revive these brands? Yeah,
0: exactly. What we think Alpha and Chrysler should do. So (laughs) here's the first thing that I think that both of these companies should do, and honestly, Dodge as well. Um, And that is. I know that I know that Stellantis has said that they're not going to use the Julia chassis anymore. Hmm. Bring it back, um, bring back the Julia chassis, or make an updated version of it. That because yeah. that Julia chassis handles incredibly well, and I would build a new Crestor 300 off of that. Hmm. I would build a new Julia off of that. I would build a new charger and challenger off of that
1: oh my gosh about time
0: uh-huh yeah that's true uh-huh. <laughs> they've
1: been needing that for a while now yeah exactly <laughs>
0: and the the base model charger and challenger should both be turbo v6s with minimum 350 horsepower the base model base models
1: Ooh. Mm, i don't know i think because v6 twi- turbo v6s are going out the door maybe a turbo four-cylinder hybrid that wouldn't be bad either
0: Okay. That wouldn't be bad either. For the base model. Yeah, for the base model. Exactly. Okay. And then you can still have your big boy Hellcat at the top with the same supercharged V8. If That's really a really great it. plan. Yeah.
1: But you know what they should really do? What? Chrysler 300 Hellcat.
0: Yes. <laughs> but they don't currently make a 300. No, I just said that as a joke. Yeah, but I, I was going to get to that. Hey man, if Chrysler was still <laughs> pumping the 300s out,
1: they would eventually Dodge would have knocked it on the door. I was going to get to that, <laughs>
0: but at the same time, like Chrysler three hundred, okay, right? Like they could take that the same route that Cadillac took the old ATS hmm. in the sense of making it a sports car with a more fuel efficient engine off of the platform of a muscle car. Yeah, maybe you know what I mean? Because like they did the the what the Camaro and the ATS share the Alpha platform right off a chassis which that, w- that
1: would be difficult though what they got they better knock it out on the chassis whatever
0: chassis they develop well, it's the julia chassis right That is is what i'm proposing right mm-hmm. so if they take the julia chassis which is already a fantastic chassis um it's very highly regarded in terms of handling and performance um and it's already shown that it can handle over 500 horsepower i'm sure it can handle more um can it handle the weight of a v8 though or will it be too front heavy? could be too front heavy, but you can always extend it out. You know what I mean? Extend out the front end, make the wheelbase just slightly longer. Yeah. So and that, then so that, question, the, that place, question comes to how dynamic that Julie chassis is. Well, if you place the V8 further back, then you start to have a much more dynamic V8 car.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, if the
1: chassis supports it
0: yeah but okay. the original plan was for that chassis they they had been talking about using the julia chassis to underpin the new challenger and charger for the last five years
1: hmm. but then people kept buying the challengers and chargers yes so they they saw no reason <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> stop buying them yeah stop buying them <laughs> as
0: much as i love those cars stop buying them i want to see it updated i want seriously i want the challenger I I desperately, like, as much as I understand, like, the Challenger's place is not on the racetrack, I want them to make a track-dedicated Challenger.
1: With the existing chassis or the
0: new one? A new chassis. Yeah, (laughs) because
1: with the old one, that'd be hilarious.
0: Yes. (laughs) That would be hysterical. It would be so funny. But, like, Dodge has shown that they can do that with the ACR, the Viper ACR. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They definitely could. They, they... Dodge knows how to make a race car. Dodge knows how yeah. to make a race car. So, if they were to take that chassis, that Julia chassis, mm-hmm. they could do some wonders with that thing. I
1: see. What, I see
0: what you're getting at. Yeah, they could do wonders with that. Yeah. Yeah, they could. Like, look what they've done with an E-Class chassis from the '90s. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's kind of my thoughts on that. But back to back to Alpha and, and Chrysler. Um, Alpha and Chrysler, Spe- Chrysler specifically, um, they should bring back that sort of luxury vibe that they had, that they used to have. Um, well, they, they had a faux luxury vibe. I want them to bring back a true luxury vibe, kind of like what Lincoln started doing. Mm. Right? Like, Lincoln makes some dope cars now. They do.
1: They're honestly really I cool love, cars.
0: like, the Nautilus and the Aviator are two of my favorite crossovers. They're good-looking SUVs. They are. Um, so if Chrysler can basically copy and mimic... <laughs> what Lincoln is doing but do it better
1: do more on the sports side because that's something that Lincoln can't do Mm-hmm.
0: correct so if they were to do that you could borrow some bits from Jeep you can borrow some bits from Alpha from you know what I mean yeah and now that they have Peugeot um, Peugeot owns what I think they own Renault right um, I'm
1: not too sure I'm not familiar
0: as familiar with the Euro brands. I'm not too familiar with them either. I think. But you they did give me just an idea just now. What's that?
1: An Alpha Romeo hot hatch.
0: They already have that, that over so cool. in Europe. They just haven't well, brought it you over gotta here. Well, they got to do it here in the U.S. They have the Giulietta.
1: That'd be. That'd be so
0: cool. I agree. Bring the Julietta over here. We'll make it fresher first.
1: I gotta look it up now. Just see what you're
0: talking. Is it like a proper hot hatch or is it just a? Oh no, it's hatchback. a proper hot hatch. What's it called? Julietta. Spelled um, the same as Julia, except with Edda.
1: I'm mad. I haven't heard this. Julie Edda. Julietta Spider. I found. Okay, well that's the old one.
0: It's entirely oh, possible that it's yeah. out of.
1: Yeah, I remember this, but it, I think it's still. It's kind of older though. It hasn't been refreshed.
0: Yeah, it hasn't been refreshed. That's my point. But like. Oop, I just hit the mic of my mouth. Anyways, if they <laughs> if if they were to like you know refresh that on a new platform, new chassis, That'd bring it over a to the car. states, make an all wheel drive variant.
1: Oh man, that would be a fun car.
0: Enter it in rally because
1: Alfa Romero does know how to make engaging and good handling vehicles. Yes, I would love a hot hatch from them. I would like, too, proper. and they
0: look gorgeous. All they need to do is work on their reliability.
1: Reliability, build quality, and
0: materials. Yeah, which they had materials in the Julia. The Julia was beautiful inside. And it felt nice. So? Everything felt nice. and Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But they had reliability issues. Major yeah. reliability issues. Yeah. Um, and so, like, if they can fix that. Like, literally, just look at what Dodge has been doing. Because Dodge is actually, like, top 15, I think. In terms of reliability, in, in consumer reports, mm. um, so literally, if they can just do what Dodge has been doing lately, then they'll be on track for success. Yeah. Um, but what I, who I'm really interested in that uh, that Stellantis did mm-hmm. not call out Maserati, yeah. I mean, they have the MC20, but...
1: Which is still coming.
0: Which is still coming. It's not here yet. Yeah. It is beautiful. Yep. But why do I feel like it's going to underdeliver? just like every other Maserati since the MC20? The
1: reviews are going to be... It's incredibly fun, incredibly engaging. It's too expensive. Too expensive,
0: and behind pace of the other supercars. And we were paid to say it was good. <laughs>
1: Or Maserati had the the mob come in. <laughs> you better say it was good. <laughs>
0: I want Maserati and I want Alfa Romeo to be like incredible brands again. Well, I guess Maserati really never. Yeah, and honestly, Maserati still has
1: that brand value. They do, even though the enthusiast, like the car enthusiasts and just people who are, who know the industry, people that see that Trident, that they don't know, know that the Maserati, yeah, has lost its uh its touch. Swear. Yeah, yeah, but like but the people, brand value itself.
0: Yeah, people still symbolize that Maserati Trident. Yeah, there's a reason that Maserati is still viewed as a premier luxury brand, mm-hmm. even though you can go get a, uh, what's it called, a Ghibli? Ghibli for what, like thirty k right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, with like not
0: even that many with miles. like twenty thousand miles on it. Yeah, that's nothing. That's literally nothing. Yeah, although you'll have hundreds of problems (laughs) and expensive ones
1: Um, yeah but maserati could absolutely come back and come back strong if they really wanted to they just got to live up to what maserati once was
0: yeah which i think if they've done it properly the mc20 could be a return to a return to form
1: yeah although one thing that i don't understand is that they made it a limited production model did they? I'm pretty sure it's limited to only like 500 units.
0: Let me let me look yeah, it do, up. Yeah, do do a quick search on this. Just to make sure, they, but I'm nearly certain. If they limited this, that is a huge mistake. Let me just make sure. Huge mistake. Because that car like genuinely has the cap- the 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 capability to possibly turn this brand around. If it can sell, if it's good. I would like to see it racing personally. If they really want to bring this brand back.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up. Did you find it yet? No. No? Did you have any other ideas for a Chrysler or Alpha? Um, What about... what about um?
0: Well, they obviously need to come up with some electric cars. Each H&M. of them. Yes. But... Because um, what, what if they we were go, to do on. what Volkswagen's been doing, right? Well... How do I put this? <laughs> so... I kind of want I kind of want Chrysler to be like the Cadillac version of Lincoln. If that makes sense at all. So like more luxurious yeah. than Cadillac, better materials than Cadillac, better infotainment system than Cadillac, um but better performance than Lincoln. More performance gotcha. oriented. Yeah. Um that would be good for Chrysler and they have the resources to do it. Um Alpha Romeo kinda needs to be along the same line, just looking Italian. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like they both could come up with literally like literally they could just like share platform. Mm-hmm. Tune it just a little. Tune the cars just a little bit differently, so that way one performs slightly different than the other. Maybe the Chryslers are more straight line focused, while the Alphas are more like handling focused. Mm-hmm. But like literally, they could do pretty much the exact same thing. Just plap, just slap a different badge on it, and some different uh, different styling cues to make one look more American and one look more Italian. Mm-hmm. And I would be happy. So like each one needs like a, a full range of at least three SUVs my my mind. Um three different uh three different sedan segments and um you're kinda set from there. Yeah
1: that was so that was gonna be a question I was gonna ask you was looking at the German competition, what direct models do you think that alpha should choose and be like, we're fighting you? Three series, like five series
0: so looking at so three series size slash C e class size slash e, uh, A that's the Julia. Yep, so. that's what the Julia is in. Mm-hmm. Um, so then make a version slightly bigger than that, that is the E class, and then maybe take that E class platform, uh, E class style platform, I should call it, and make it into a coupe. Hmm. I don't that think they should. Fun. I don't think that they should yet go for a big boy baller sedan like the S class.
1: I was actually thinking maybe they should, because I, we were just talking about that they need to kind of prove their luxury side of things, do an S class competitor.
0: The thing is, and it's
1: but you got to make it good.
0: The thing is, if there there have been many companies, Jag included, that have tried this and have all fallen flat, and Jag has basically just admitted that they can't beat that they can't be. The British BMW or the mm-hmm. British Mercedes, so they've given up. Gotcha. So I mean, honestly,
1: in terms of sales, I don't think it needs to be successful. I think it needs to just prove a point that Alfa Romeo can do luxury.
0: See, I would rather them just bring back a supercar for that. Well, for that's a, more that's for the prove a point. But
1: people already know Alpha can build that, or people Alpha can build fast cars.
0: Yeah, and I want them to be personally. I want them to be more performance focused hmm. i would rather than be more like more like porsche in that sense than like um than like mercedes
1: Personally. you know
0: porsche is a really interesting position because
1: mm-hmm. they're above bmw audi and mercedes
0: but they're below ferrari aston martin ferrari
1: aston bentley yep. Lamborghini, mclaren yep. so maybe alpha well, should Bentley's target that bentley is a different that's a good thought, because like that's that's a middle ground that pretty much only Porsches. I feel like
0: I think that's what Maserati should do. Maserati possibly
1: too. I think that's, that's actually Maserati, true. Maserati yeah. as well.
0: I think that's what Maserati should do. I think that um, Chrysler and Alpha should attack Cadillac and Lexus mm, and okay. um, and Audi and Mercedes BMW. Like yeah, I think no, that's actually, who they right. should. I think that's who they those two should should target.
1: Yeah, I actually, know you're right. Now that I think about it, because they've already like kind of done this marketing campaign going back into the U.S. with the Julia and the base model Julia isn't like too special. No, it just competes with like a base model three series. Yeah. Whereas a Maserati, like I mentioned, still has the brand value of being a higher end. Yeah. Uh, brand. So yeah, maybe yeah. somewhere in the area of where Porsche is.
0: Yeah. So I think I think that's what Maserati should be doing. Um, and they should have some cars, I think, that go after the Bentley side of things as well. Mm. So the return
1: of the, uh, uh, oh, the Gran Turismo
0: and actually make it Revise good. new Gran Turismo. Yes. And make it good. Which by the
1: way, the old one's very fun. Just it's throwing that up. It's fun, there. but like.
0: I, lo- I actually really like the old Grand Turismo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're fun to drive. So they so sound fun. great. Like it's a Ferrari mm-hmm. and it's a Ferrari yeah. V8. Of course it's going to sound great. But also, too, like, it was slow, it was clunky, the, it was outdated, like, the interior was outdated, it had a... The
1: interior was definitely outdated.
0: It had essentially an aftermarket stereo in it. Yeah. <laughs> my,
1: actually, my 20-year-old Lexus stereo sounds better than that Exactly, Gran Turismo stereo, I can't lie.
0: Exactly. So, like, you should not, like, they, they, they need, they need a, a good version of the Gran Turismo for once, please. God. So sh- should Lazerati. it be more
1: sporty, more like Astonish or Bentley ish?
0: Bentley ish. Bentley ish. Mm. I think it needs to be more along the lines of Bentley. Because they because you gotta remember, Stellantis technically still owns Ferrari. Ferrari mm. is not its own entity. It was spun off to make to be its own stock option, but Stellantis still owns controlling um shares of Ferrari. Kay. So Ferrari technically is what's competing with Aston Martin.
1: Hmm.
0: So Maserati needs to attack Bentley, in my opinion.
1: Man, that's tough.
0: They got to figure out those materials. Yeah. Quick. Quick. ASAP. Literally just borrow stuff from Ferrari. Be like, yo, Ferrari, we're actually going to use your stuff like for what it's meant to be used for this time and not completely butcher it. Uh, <laughs> can we have some, please? Hmm. Okay. What's your take? What would you do? I mean you're somewhere
1: along the lines. I think Maserati definitely in that Porsche area is where they should be at. Yeah. I mean it's gonna take work, a lot of work. Yeah. With a lot of these other brands under <laughs> Stellantis. <laughs> but hey, if you wanna if you wanna stay up.
0: Literally the only good brand right now brands that Stellantis has in the US right it's now. Ferrari. Well, apart from Ferrari. Dodge and Jeep. Yeah, which
1: both of those just rely on
0: either the engine or Nostalgia. And <laughs> now that I think about it, Ram is now its, its own uh, entity as well. So What is? Ram. Oh. Ram is no longer a Dodge product. It's its own entity. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: But they're still going to sell it in Dodge dealerships and stuff.
0: I mean, yeah, but it's its own brand now. It's no longer, uh, it's no gotcha. longer called a Dodge Ram, hmm. which I didn't actually know that until about two years ago. They spun it off, I think, five years ago. And no one knew. Yeah, literally no one knew. <laughs> you just all of a sudden started seeing commercials that said Ram instead of saying Dodge Ram.
1: Okay, then.
0: Yeah. It is what it is. Um, so this is an interesting one. Uh, do you have a, the article up? For which one? The the we're the going port- to the next one. The Porsche, sir. The Porsche? Speaking of Porsche.
1: So. Um, some of y'all may have seen the Porsche 911 GT2 RS MR. that's been around for a little bit. What's called Manthe
0: Racing, right? What's that? Manthe. Manthe, That's right. If that's
1: how you say it, I'm assuming that's how you say it.
0: That's my guess.
1: Um, but so that's already been out for a little bit, and Manthe Racing came out with this kind of upgraded version of an already crazy fast Porsche. Um, and it's even faster. Added aero bits. Um, I'll get into the stuff. Uh, they officially said. But Porsche is officially teaming up with them,
0: which is super dope.
1: And if you're an owner of a GT2 RS, you can go to Porsche, get this kit, and make it even faster,
0: which is super dope.
1: Yep. And uh, this kit adds, let's see, uh, carbon fiber underbody, mm-hmm. upgraded coilover suspension, more powerful brakes, enhanced aerodynamic air. Exterior bits like magnesium wheels with air blades at the rear, which they already did those. Yeah. Um it's not tuned or anything. The engine is exactly the same. And then there's also some custom 3D printed racing bucket seats you can get, which actually look pretty dope.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they look dope, but they're probably uncomfortable as all hell. I think this is a super good move on Porsche's end though. You know okay. what I mean? Like looking at I haven't seen any other companies really embracing tuners mm-hmm. lately. Um I can't think of anybody that did since like BMW and Alpine, Mercedes. Ford and BMW with AG, Roush, like
1: That's probably the best example.
0: Yeah, but they aren't like but like Roush is like you an mean. official you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so and they did the same thing with RTR, but like again, RTR is not an official like uh, brand of Ford mm-hmm. um, them partnering partnering with this company kind of makes it more official like officially yeah. partnered and, it's,
1: and the parts are actually installed at a Porsche dealership as well
0: which is again more official even more official mm-hmm. so I think this is huge um, and I think it's huge for um, a number of reasons because this almost kind of makes it like a new version of the production car it's just upgraded yeah
1: but. yeah um i think it's kind of interesting i don't i honestly don't know if this is necessarily a good move i don't know the gt2 rs has already been out for so long we've got the new generation gt3 yeah why are you uh like tempting people to not get the newer gt2 rs whenever that comes out
0: I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they're just kind of tithing them over until the new one comes out because it's going to be years. Because you got to remember, the three RS is still going to come out. They didn't. Uh, they didn't release the two RS until the dot two came out of the nine nine one.
1: Yeah, it's still it'll still be probably We've another still three at years least or got so.
0: Another three to four years. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It just it just seems kind of weird because all of these things that they did are things they would do to the GT two RS. Yeah.
0: But again, it's it, it's a little while until the new one's coming. Um, why not? Why not go on ahead? Give the current GT2 RS owners a little extra oomph for their current cars, and uh, by basically, you know, giving them better aero and making it more fun and faster to drive around the track and just show off and beat everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's kind of my thought process. This this
1: gets it. me thinking. To when the new GT2 RS comes out, do you think there's a chance that the new GT2 Will be a hybrid. Yes. I wonder you if know, this is also impacting their decision to do this.
0: It's possible. Um. I mean, you know that the you know that the engine got moved forward in the nine nine two, right, compared to the nine nine one. Like
1: further up and further forward in the car. Oh, harness. to possibly make space. Is that what you're saying?
0: It's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. It's exactly why. Uh. In my my thought process, anyways, it's exactly why. Um, Chevy left extra space in the rear of uh, the vet
1: Mm. well that was for golf clubs
0: well for the (laughs) C8 the base C8 yes but there's also going to be a hybrid version yeah which you
1: could definitely pack a big battery in that space exactly. you won't be able to do your golf clubs anymore no, sorry golf clubs but, are gonna be gone
0: but i don't think you're going to want to use the golf clubs anyways for that particular car i don't think that's going to be its purpose. <laughs> i think its purpose is going to be you know setting the fastest lap times around the nurburgring yes so um I, I i i can forgive them if i can't fit my golf clubs in the back of my corvette oh boohoo <laughs> um yeah no, I think I think I think this is a good move on Porsche, and I think that it shows that they're embracing tuners, which is good. Um, I think it I think it kind of shows that they're not kind of stuck up like Ferrari can be um, when it comes to people kind uh, of doing stuff with phew, their cars. Oh my gosh! You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a good. I think it's not only a good move in terms of like selling, you know, products. I think it's a good brand image move.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, I do like that. Yeah. I don't know. The only the only point of view where I saw it clashed was like, I feel like this would clash with the new GT2 that'd be coming out. Just because when I was reading the upgrade list, it's like, these are things you would do for a new GT2 RS. Yeah, But you're that's also the only area where I was like, this yeah, doesn't make but sense. But you're also
0: on a new platform for the new GT2 RS. So it's like yeah. a little bit different. Right. Um. Whereas this, this is going to give you just upgrades on your current car. Um, kind of tie you over. And again, I think the biggest win for Porsche in this is going to be the brand image. Um, again, because it's showing that they're embracing tuning. That they don't, they aren't going to shy away from customers that like to tune their cars. Right. So I kind of like it. Um, and then I also do want to, while we're on the subject of Porsche, I just kind of want to touch on <laughs> the new GT3 RS. Um, oh, yeah. That big boy Wang gang that is on it. Dude, this is like... This is one of the
1: only cars I think I've ever seen a production car, at least, where the wing is higher than like the roof line. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a couple pictures where I, I generally think the the spoiler is higher than the roof line. <laughs> I think
0: that that wing is well, the Senna. Okay, the Senna, yeah. Um, but I genuinely think that that wing is um essentially taken straight off of the race car.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: With the reason why I want to talk about it. With Active Arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this massive freaking wing is going to be flapping. <laughs> 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 yeah. Imagine that. It's gonna go up and down. Yep.
1: I you better watch out Lamborghini Ella system. Yeah, literally. That's exactly who they're going for
0: with this. Oh yeah. That the ALA system or ALA system or whatever you want to however you pronounce it I don't know um, that system isn't exactly like you can't see it functioning
1: right you know what I mean some, some of it's through these little tunnels throughout the through car the tunnels, and stuff
0: yeah. most of it's through the tunnels yeah
1: although I've, I have a feeling Porsche will probably do something similar they will I'm
0: sure a but especially they also with have 2 wing that's going to move a huge it's one. huge it kind of huge. it's good. again it reminds me of the Senna wing because the yeah. Senna wing moves. Just, just quickly off topic, do you think the Senna looks good? No. I actually like it. <laughs> I, okay, I'm not saying I don't like it. I like it in, the sen- in a sense, but I don't like it for the same reason that I like, I don't know, the, the F12 TDF. I think the F12 TDF is a gorgeous car. It's one of the most beautiful Ferraris that they've built in a while. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> on the other hand, the Senna is not a beautiful car. But it looks aggressive. Oh yeah, and it looks, um, it looks, it looks functional. It looks purposeful. It looks like it has a, a a purpose and an intent. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's just there to look pretty. So while you're uh,
1: talking about, it, I'm looking at the swing on the GT3 RS and
0: I don't think it looks good. But if I feel
1: like it will change for production version. I don't think it'll be this tall, to I be think, honest with you.
0: I think they might have two options that you can get for it. Um kind of like what Chevy did with the Z R one C seven. Um, you know how they have the small wing and the big wing. Yeah. Um I think they're gonna have a small wing and a big wing again for this, or Porsche is. Um possibly. And the small wing will probably not be as fast Active okay but it just i would not be surprised huge. if i'm entirely wrong
1: dude it's massive
0: yeah i know it's massive and i don't know if i like the, i don't think i like the look of it but again much like the senna that's not the purpose
1: yeah you know there's something else i'm looking at what i don't know
0: just off the bat
1: i feel like that rear bumper sticks out more than the gt3
0: no it's about the same you think so yeah As a matter of fact, it looks more awkward on the regular GD3.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It looks looks like it
0: kind of extended. because the wing is smaller.
1: Maybe. Gosh, that wing is just absolutely
0: massive. Yeah. Again. I mean, most
1: people at a car meet are going to think that's aftermarket.
0: (laughs) Well, most people on the road are going to think that's aftermarket. I think most people at a car meet are going to know better. Jesus. Yeah. And then there's still a GT2 RS coming. Yup. Which, granted, will probably have all, most of the same aero. Most of the same aero. Possibly. But primarily with more power and um, turbos. Yeah.
1: Definitely. That's a big change.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, that 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 Japanese brand you, you like oh, a lot. Oh, jeez. That's um, right. And that particular project that they're working on for a particular racing championship and well i'll let you talk about
1: the racing because you know more about the racing
0: okay so um,
1: but l- let me let me let me uh say what the car is well if you've been paying attention to the news you know toyota's possibly toying out with a hypercar. well that is officially coming out um and it looks like it will have 986 horsepower yep. and by the way it will be a hybrid yep and it's also and incredibly small.
0: The reason for it being a hybrid is for, uh, so where are you going? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the reason for it being a hybrid is because of the, the, the World Endurance Championship. So the World Endurance Championship, they're going to be um, starting a new hyper uh, hypercar class to replace the LMP1 class. Uh, I believe next year is when it starts. Um, if it hasn't already started, I could be wrong. Um, but this new hypercar class essentially originally stated that um, anybody competing in the hypercar class and the hypercars had to be a hybrid as well. Um, but anybody competing in the hypercar class had to have a car, a road car that the hypercar was based off of, mm-hmm. or excuse me, or they had to have a um, they had to use a particular chassis developed by Delora. Um and this chassis would have to have essentially a lot of Delara specific parts. Right. Um so I believe it was the all wheel drive system had to be from Delara. I believe mm. it was the um the hybrid system itself had to be uh, from Dallara. So basically
1: not even racing your own car.
0: Essentially. Um you could create your own powertrain and you could do everything else yourself, but like a lot of stuff had to be from Delara. Mm. Um so a lot of those rules have changed since. But Toyota said, screw it, we're still making our own hypercar. So, Yay. which is awesome. Because that means that Toyota is proving true to the fact that they do want to, you know, start catering to enthusiasts. Yeah. Uh, but as you pointed out earlier, wow. Well, let me say one thing first.
1: By the way, don't expect to see these at your car meets because only about 20 will be made.
0: Yeah. They're not going to be, you know, super high production. But yeah. the fact that they exist or are going to exist. Mm-hmm. Like, thank god toyota like good, good job i'm i'm proud i am too
1: by the way this photo of the helmets <laughs> going over the windshield yeah, of I know. the test drivers <laughs> i know this car is so small it's tiny it's so like,
0: tiny well you gotta remember it's a prototype look car. at that yeah again it's based it like they literally made this car based off of the race car yeah not vice versa
1: 986 horsepower in a car that's like that's like that's like almost lotus size yeah maybe just a little longer yeah a little longer
0: again race car converted to road car
1: just saying whoever gets that car this thing's gonna be insane
0: yes it is 986 horsepower in that tiny little thing you also got to remember that's about the same size that the valkyrie is oh man and the valkyrie is a v12
1: these hyper cars are gonna be crazy
0: yes um but I will say that
1: point now Toyota is able to build this but they couldn't build their own supra come on man yeah <laughs> come on yeah you're doing you're doing all this and he couldn't
0: can we at least get a manual in it please seriously if you can develop please. this just build a manual for the supra I will buy a manual Supra as my next car if they make one. Hey, that's on
1: recording, and that's <laughs> on video this episode too. That's on video and audio. Oh snap!
0: I will do it if they make if they make one.
1: Honestly, the world would not have been as mad about the Supra if the Supra had a manual.
0: I agree. It
1: would have been it would it would have been good. Yeah,
0: it would have been great. The in and, and
1: like. It, it would have also gave some uniqueness to the Toyota versus the BMW. Yes. Unless BMW ended up using the manual as well. well but if the, to- if the Toyota Supra only had the manual, I mean, uh, was the only car with the manual versus the BMW Z4.
0: Well, the, the Toyota, if- the, the Supra already has a lot of uniqueness compared to the BMW. It buffets a lot.
1: <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, see, BMW wouldn't have sold that. They would have been like... No, yeah, it's got to be more fine than that. Exactly. Yeah, that's Toyota. Toyota
0: just overlooked it. Yeah, they. I. I'm sure they experienced it, and just didn't think to fix it.
1: I. W- I, I would guess. say, yeah, it's a stupid overlook. I
0: just had an idea though.
1: I would say that almost everybody would be fine with the Supra if it had two things: manual transmission, but also an interior that actually was Toyota. Yeah. Even though. You know, you would assume BMW makes a better interior, which for the
0: most part they do. But even the steering wheel is BMW. And the The infotainment, the center stack,
1: all of that's all BMW. And one of the first things that I didn't like about the Supra when it was first being revealed was I actually really liked the Mark IV Supra with the cockpit. Yeah. With a more driver focused. Yeah. um, Interior space. kind of like
0: um, a certain competitor did whenever they announced Uh-oh. it. Um, I wonder who
1: you're talking about.
0: Uh, no, is it maybe the the you know C8 Corvette?
1: The Americans, the America, they figured it out.
0: Holy crap,
1: bro! You're telling me America is smarter than Japan? No way. It's starting to sound like that. Jesus. I mean, look. What I mean, the kind of world over. Now
0: that I'm thinking about it, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about the car industry right now, <laughs> yeah, Nissan is still not updated the GTR. Um, Although they are, they have like updated like every other model. They're starting to. They're about to. They're starting to yeah. slowly but surely. But keep but going. They're starting to, and I'm proud of them for it. But I still need an R36. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nissan's still behind on the GTR. Even their new models are kind of behind on in in many classes. Um, and then you look at Mazda. Um, Mazda, for the most part, has been doing good stuff, but their stuff is starting to become overpriced for the class that they're in. Overpriced and boring. And boring. Yeah, they're no longer making super fun to drive cars. Uh, Even apart- though their brand model says differently, but yeah, we know. Apart from the Miata, of course. The Miata is a bit of yeah. a is a bit different. The Mazda um, three
1: could have. There was potential for the Mazda three
0: because I actually really like the Mazda three. Hatch. I love that freaking body style. I and know. if they could just stick a three hundred and fifty horsepower turbo engine into that thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. front wheel drive or all wheel drive, I would be happy.
1: Yeah, probably all wheel drive. Put a
0: hood scoop on it. Give me a turbo three uh, three hundred and fifty horsepower four cylinder Mazda Speed three. Yes.
1: That would have been so cool.
0: Uh, That would have been so cool. Yes, it would have been perfect. And then you could make a track version of it. (laughs) Rotary. Yes. (laughs) Just for the track version, a rotary
1: just for the track version. Oh, my gosh. No one would buy it, but every time you'd see one, you would.
0: And there's always been all of this talk recently of them coming out with another rotary. And, like, I just, I don't know, man. So Mazda right now is kind of behind behind the ball. Um, Nissan's behind the ball. Toyota is s- starting to come back, but they're currently behind the ball, um, especially in the performance market. So I mean, Yeah, like, from
1: an enthusiast's point of view.
0: Yes. So the GR, the GR Yaris is going to be cool, or is cool. I'm, not, I'm going to give them that. Um, the GR Corolla could be very cool. Potentially, if they do it. If they do it, and if they do it properly.
1: Yeah, if they actually give the engineers a proper amount of time to, like, get it as a focused hot hatch yeah. and but, not just
0: throw stuff at it and just like all right here you exactly go. but they had the perfect opportunity with the supra to mm-hmm. really really take advantage a of nostalgia and b of enthusiasts like market because mm-hmm. you can if you study the markets if you study what enthusiasts are talking about if you study what's what enthusiasts really want you know all they want is rear-wheel drive manual over 350 horsepower for not too much money
1: right which they didn't hit the money mark i would say nope they hit the money mark
0: and they didn't hit the money uh, the manual yep you don't need to you don't need it to be a roadster and they don't have a roadster no you know what i mean you just need rear wheel drive you just need a manual and you need it to be not outrageously expensive
1: yeah and from what i've heard too that chassis is actually really good
0: oh yeah it's a great chassis and the engine's fantastic. Engine's also fantastic. And I, like, I, I personally, I know this is a controversial statement, but I like the way it sounds. Yeah, it actually sounds decent.
1: Um, I actually was just uh, riding behind a Z4 a couple of days ago for work, and it sounds good. Yeah. They're good-sounding motor. For I've heard Toyota's even done a little, couple little things differently Yeah, for the exhaust note in particular. Now,
0: who I really want to see catch up, and this is just a personal thing because I have a heart for them, mm-hmm. is Subaru. Yeah, I want to see Subaru make I I know there's rumors. I don't know how how true the rumors are. But I want to see the STI reach 400 horsepower.
1: I think it will this next one.
0: There's talk of them making the FA23 hmm. uh bored out. So the FA23 currently powers the Ascent. Okay. Um and there's talk of them basically boring it out, making it more powerful to 400. Yeah uh 395 i think actually is what it would be at which is give or take 400 horsepower right um and it would probably still be around that 40 grand mark for the sti which guess what that would mean Hmm. you have more horsepower than the supra in an sti (laughs) for 20 grand less yeah
1: (laughs) i don't think it'll be 20 grand less though
0: well 15 grand less approximately
1: Ten to fifteen
0: grand less somewhere. Yeah, which is still funny because it's a four. With all-wheel drive, with all-wheel drive, and it's a boxer.
1: Yeah, and hopefully keep the manual, which I, I think Subi would.
0: Yeah, and as long as as long as Subaru gives it unequal unequal length headers, <laughs> it'll sound yeah. amazing too. Make
1: it sound good. Which exactly. you can make those sound good.
0: You can make them sound amazing, but if you give them equal length headers, they don't. Yeah, it takes away the dope sound. Get, mm-hmm. It takes away the Subie rumble, right, right. Which is why you buy a Subaru. Let's be real; <laughs> you buy it for that. that, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that would definitely be dope. I know. Anyways, um, I mean that's pretty much all of the all of the news that we have right now, right? Yeah. Okay, you want to talk about the uh, the head to head? Yeah, we had a little head to head, a little poll. Um, I kind of want to pull in some other cars into this one though, because. Okay. A- AMG Black Series. Um, AMG GT Black Series, I should say. Yes. The current Nurburgring record holder. I have already stated on this show that I am really not a fan of this car. Right. Just not. Um, and then you get the Huracan Evo STO, which I do like. You do? I do. Hmm. Um, Mainly because it looks mental. Just it's, like looking at it. Yeah. Kind of like the Senna. It is not like a gorgeous car, it just looks mental.
1: It, yeah, it's definitely very aggressive.
0: Yes. Um, but I also kind of want to add in to this grouping um the uh the F12 um or F F12. Oh, we forgot
1: the name already.
0: 812 Competizione? Oh, that's what it is? Yes. Oh, good thing you're here, because I didn't remember. It. Competizione, <laughs> uh, uh, GTO, uh, uh, the Competizione. I want to add that in. Okay. And I want to add in the, um, what am I thinking of? The, uh, we'll add in the GT3 for now.
1: The GT3? Yeah. Okay. Not? Screw it. Why not?
0: All right. Even though it's not in the same class, we'll still okay. add it in. So, by the way, I'm not really a
1: big fan of the Black Series or the STL. Really? There's something about both of those models that just... It doesn't do it for me. I don't know.
0: I think it's because they're so overly track-focused that the, um, the aesthetics are gone.
1: That could possibly be it. And I just... I just don't see my. If I was rich, I just wouldn't see myself buying either one of them. I
0: wouldn't either myself personally. <clears throat>
1: I'm just not a big fan of the Black Series in general. I think possibly because it's front engine. See, I really um, liked the
0: SLS Black Series. Oh,
1: I love that car. I thought that I car love that SLS. I
0: thought that car was dope. I think that SLS is one of the most underrated sports cars you can get. Um, confession time. I really like the SLR McLaren. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> really? The yes. SLR? Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. That, that was, is hilarious.
0: That's mostly because it was a childhood dream car of mine. Oh, really? So I have like an affinity to it. Okay. And it's like one of those cars that like whenever I make enough money, I will buy one. <laughs> I know that they're not that great of cars, but I will still buy one. Okay. Well, it's one of those. Enough. Same thing with the F430. Well, more so the 430 Scuderia. Yeah. But like I just have an affinity to that car. But I just like, I want one really bad.
1: Okay, then. That was uh, kind of random. Random.
0: Yeah, I know. It is what it is. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, I'm um, not a
1: huge fan of Black Series. I don't know. It's just something that doesn't really do it for me. Um, I do like the new A12, That. Competición. I,
0: I think it's kind of dope. I think it's pretty dope. Um, personally, out of those three, it's the one I would have. It's the If we're just narrowing it down to these two, I'd take the STO.
1: Hmm. Out of the three, I take the Ferrari as well. Yeah. I think that one has the most personality.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, um the the Hurricans is also going to have personality. It's also yeah. out there. It's you know, really loud V ten. Um but I just think it looks a little odd.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. Maybe maybe design is playing a bigger role in my uh, in my head than I think it is. I think it is. And I just don't like the design mostly. I think because I love is. the um, the Performante. Yeah, I think that's such a cool car.
0: It is, and, and it, it was an impressive car whenever it came out. And it was gorgeous. impressive.
1: It was the Nurburgring holder, uh-huh. and it
0: but it still had like good proportions, yeah, in it, design-wise and stuff. It didn't have like I'm just noticing that like these companies are starting to get new GT3Rs, Huracan Sto. AMG GT Black Series. These cars are getting... Also BMW with the M3 and M4.
1: They're just doing crazy stuff. They're just going big. Yeah, they're just doing crazy stuff, trying yeah. to make their cars stand out as much as possible.
0: And I want companies to kind of just bring it back and like go back to some subtlety, just a little bit. Yeah. little bit of subtlety, please. Like yeah, I know. i
1: begging you. But I would also say that they're definitely doing marketing research. And they're showing that the market wants
0: these out-of-the-box cars. Oh, no, I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that's 100% what the market is showing.
1: Yeah, but, but I, like, I 100% agree with you. The I biggest, also, I also
0: don't think that um, history is going to look back on these cars with the same sort of um, affinity that they look back on. Some of them, some of us look back on mid-2000s supercars like myself. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, like, even, like, ninety supercars, eighty supercars.
1: No, I think that's very true. Design does, can play a big role in that. And these outlandish designs just aren't going to age very well. Mm-mm. Because, especially if you keep going down this route. Because yeah. then what, the, what does the best car look like is whatever looks the craziest. Yeah. And the next year is going to be even crazier. The next generation is going to be even crazier. Yeah. And so then you're not going to remember what kind of started it, I guess. Yeah.
0: I think I think looking at this current period, the only cars that are properly beautiful, and I'm, by this current period, I'm talking like post-Holy Trinity, right? So like post-LaFerrari, post-918, all that so kind like of stuff. So like
1: 2014, 2015. And Onwards, yeah. yeah.
0: I think the cars that are going to be the most recognized are the T50, the Gordon Murray T50, and the Valkyrie. Mm. The
1: Valkyrie, yeah. I, I think, think the, the Valkyrie will age well.
0: Because those cars are impressive aero feats. Impressive but performance feats, but still really designed well.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: Whereas you look at something like these two, and they just look over the top and outrageous. The Black
1: Series, when that first came out, I was like, what the heck is that? That
0: wing on the back looks odd. It's like three wings in one. I don't like <laughs> it. It looks like, <laughs> it's you, know the, you, know, you know that scene from Cars, where they're traveling down <laughs> the road? The green road? car. Yes, the green, green and purple it's car. Slat over, slat yes, over, over. Yes, that's what that reminds me of like a triple cheeseburger spoiler (laughs) (laughs) oh that's
1: great it's terrible i hate it it's so bad and what you had
0: referred to that celeste black series completely different take it was just a single it was a single spoiler on the back and it was subtlety and it was aggression all together
1: it was perfect another car that makes me think that
0: is um future classic what future classic
1: no um comparing like new versus old oh is the vantage cuz i adore that previous generation previous vantage. vantage design see
0: i i actually still like the new Vantage though i know you do i yeah. do like that grill i think the grill although aggressive it looks good personally um it's the most bold that Aston Martin's ever gone with a car um but i don't think they went like although they went bold I don't think they went so over the top as to turn off their 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 uh you know typical base yeah. market base. Um so I think it, I th- I I think personally it's a gorgeous car, it's a great performing car. Um it does what it needs to do. Yeah. It does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So I just um, love
1: those classic proportions on those vantages. What
0: did the uh, what did the poll say on this one? Um mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, most people went with the Lamborghini. It was 69%
1: right? versus 31%.
0: Lamborghini, 69%.
1: Yeah. Lamborghini, 69
0: Yeah, that's exactly... I mean, out of these two, that's what I would take. I would much rather have the Ferrari 812 Competizione, though. Yeah. And out of all of those, I would much rather have an F12 TDF. Oh, F12 TDF?
1: Even over the A twelve?
0: I think the F12 looks better. Hmm. Yeah, you do love those F twelves. I love F twelves.
1: For some reason I'm not a big fan of the F twelves. A I'm lot of sure. people
0: weren't fans of the F twelve. I don't know why. Again, one of those cars just have an affinity too. I yeah. love that thing.
1: By the way, here's a picture of that um Black Series.
0: Ugh. That grill. It's disgusting. It's, it's it looks one like one of it's those frowning. big fish. It looks like it's frowning. It looks like it had a bad yeah. day. It maybe went to like a buffet.
1: Look at look at the slats too. Yeah. That's a big mustache.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it looks like It's
1: a combed mustache No,
0: you know, you know what it looks like um, you, You've watched Finding Nemo, I'm sure Yeah um, You remember the whale? The whale That Dory goes oh, into Oh, yeah. yeah So yeah. you remember yep. You remember the freaking the Oh freaking, my god Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep uh, The front of his mouth Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that looks like That's exactly what it looks like it's about, as,
1: it's about as big as the whale's mouth, too Now I can't unsee it It's not a good look,
0: Mercedes. Uh Uh-uh. Man. See, there's a reason why I've lost, like, faith in Mercedes.
1: I have, too. Their identity is kind of... Everywhere. I don't know what their identity is.
0: They don't have one right now. That's the problem. They're trying to find it. They're they're in their midlife crisis right now.
1: Yeah. Which, right now, sales numbers don't really represent that, but... In the future, maybe that could be an issue is that their identity just isn't there. Yeah. Not like it used to. Not like SLS time. Yeah. SLS time, I they have a great identity. I think BMW is
0: sort of thing right now. Possibly. Not quite to the same extent, but I think they're going through the same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think Audi is the only one that really knows what they're doing at the moment, like where they're going.
1: Yeah, which With is funny because I think that's true, but at the same time, Audi is not like my favorite brand, but I, know. I do have to say, Audi is very consistent with what with who they are. Yeah, and the type of product they've come a
0: they've long come way with. over the last ten years. Yeah, they've they they've really improved over the last ten years, and I think I think personally, out of the big three Germans, they're they're currently leading the way, <sighs> which essentially means they're leading that class.
1: I don't know if I'd take them over BMW. I would personally, um, mostly just because I just like the way BMWs drive a little bit more.
0: BMWs drive amazing, but like the interiors on the Audis are incredible. Audis have very precise steering. They may understeer a little bit because of the all-wheel drive system and the fact that the engines are further over the um, further over the axles. Mm-hmm. But it's again like they make great daily cars. Exactly. They do make great dailies, and that's what they're meant for. That's what that that's yeah, what that and, and Audi knows that. For. So I think that I think that they make a car exactly for what their purpose is. Um, Let's go on ahead though and move on over to used car. Okay,
1: and let's make it kind of quick.
0: Yeah. So this week's used car um, was a um, what was it forty no fifty k fifty thousand dollar big boy luxury Mm -hmm. coupes. (laughs) <laughs> so one of the one of the rules that we had on this one was it had to be a 2 plus 2. Meaning right. two seats in the front and two seats in the back. And then also it had to be a, like a proper luxury coupe. Yes, it so could like be like no
1: M3s in here. No, no rs 5.
0: Yep. No no Mustangs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly first of all that takes the first rule of luxury. Yeah, Let's just exactly, get that exactly, out of the way. Exactly. <laughs> um so I came up with four options, and I currently still haven't decided which one I'm going to go with, so I'm going to let you go first while I decide. Okay,
1: so I already had one option, um, and I ended up just going with this one. And actually, I've been kind of
0: eyeing these for myself. Really? Yeah, so
1: this is a car I've been kind of eyeing.
0: Is it a... Hold on. Is it a Lexus? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been eyeing these, man. Right. 2004 Lexus SC 430.
0: You barely are gonna use up any of this budget, are you?
1: No, and that's <laughs> why that's why I even looked in the first place because this was the first car I thought of. But like, yeah, I've this. I was. You know. You know what's even funnier? What I found this car like three days ago, looking it up, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna use that exact listing. It's a. Uh, 2004 model only let has
0: like, let me guess like 8k
1: oh no 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 these these are a little bit more pricey
0: really yeah
1: yeah if it if it, if it was only eight thousand dollars it would have like 180 thousand miles on it like it'd have to be pretty miles around this one only sixty one thousand. that's not bad and also if i show you the pictures it's 15k immaculate 15k eight um 19 But this one is like properly immaculate. The paint is still really great. The interior, also the color combination. So it's this metallic blue.
0: Oh, wait, hold up. Didn't Top Gear name that as the worst car in the world? Well, if
1: they did, they're wrong. Um, Because I'm choosing it still.
0: (laughs) I'm fairly certain Top Gear literally called that the worst car in the world in like 2005.
1: Well, probably because it wasn't as fun as the Germans, and that's what they care about, but that's okay. Um, And I think that's because the SC before this one was more of a sporty coupe. Yeah. Whereas this is, like, properly just a cruiser. But
0: But they also said that the reason why they called it the worst car in the world was because it was so bad, yet it was from a manufacturer that should know better.
1: I think this car probably aged better than when it first came out. I'd have to drive it. Same as well. Although I have a Lexus, so I have some of an idea.
0: I have a feeling you're not going to like it.
1: No, I think I would. I'm just... Because I've set my expectations that it's a cruiser. I'm not expecting it to be... To handle well or anything. I'm expecting it to just be a luxury cruiser. I
0: like the interior. And it does at least have a nice V8. What I think you should get is... Uh, there's an E55 for sale around the corner from my house. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. That's what I think you should get. I think I should get this. Supercharged V8. From Mercedes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm in kind of eyeing more of a cruising car. also that is a
0: cruising car, but it has a V8.
1: This has a V8 as well?
0: Yeah. Not supercharged, but. It's also four doors. And it's a cruising car. mm -hmm. And you can do massive burnouts.
1: You can do burnouts in this. Yeah, but. The V8 in here is pretty good. Yeah, but... It's over 300 horsepower.
0: It's just such an old man's car. I'm sorry.
1: I know. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that.
0: I kind of like it. I think you should go with that E55 that's for sale around the corner from my house.
1: Okay, I'll take a look. (laughs) But um, I've also
0: been eyeing convertibles.
1: Really? Yes. You don't strike me as a convertible, dude. Most enthusiasts say they aren't, but... I've driven a few convertibles, and I'm just saying, convertible in Florida, it's a cool experience. Don't get me wrong. It I really agree is. With you.
0: It is a cool experience, but I need the right car to be a convertible.
1: This would be the right car. It's just a cruiser, so I don't care about chassis, integrity, and stuff. What about an older SL? Like a 13
0: a SL, 13, 12, 13 SL, Mercedes.
1: I had looked at a couple of those as well.
0: Yeah, like the SL 550 would be a perfect car for you. I did look at those as it's well. It's not as old man. But I do <laughs> think this is this
1: would be more reliable as well. I would trust this. Yes though, actually
0: no. the, that Mercedes I would trust as well. Yes. Pretty pretty good pretty good. Mercedes V eights tend to be like their their regular, naturally aspirated V eights tend to be very yeah. reliable. Yeah. So I would I would personally trust this if I were you. Um and that is going to be my personal recommendation for your next car, sir. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, So mine, like I said, I came up with four. Um, I'm going to kind of name all of them really quickly. Um, But I'm going to name the one that I think that I want the most because it's the most unique. Um, So two of them are actually the same car, essentially. Um, They're both 2012 CL63s. Um, Except one of them has 61,000 miles. The other one has 32,000 miles. But the one that has 61,000 miles has a white white and black interior, and I like it Mm. a lot um i I forgot this car existed what this car the cl63 that's a good find also the 2015 m6 i found a 2015 m6 with 28,000 miles on it i think that's pretty dope um but the one that i actually decided i wanted to go with was the uh the 2015 jag xkr
1: oh i gotta look this up just to make sure i'm thinking of this right it said 2015
0: 2015 jag xkr um, this one in particular is all black with black wheels, red calipers. Um, it comes with a, I, b- I believe it's supercharged V8. Let me double check. It up. Oh, man. Supercharged V8. Um, this one's a six speed auto uh, with charcoal interior. Um, and I think these cars are absolutely gorgeous.
1: They are. I, I love
0: the design of this car. I do too. I think they're absolutely gorgeous, I think they're incredibly underrated. Um, I'm sure it's unreliable as all hell, <laughs> but I yeah. would still buy one.
1: Yeah, it's a gorgeous car. Mm-hmm. I, the um, specifically the XKRS. Yes, I, and there I is one I idolized when I was a kid. I can't lie. There
0: is an XKRS for sale on Auto Trader right now, but it is too expensive for our budget. Really? Even uh, six years later? Yep. It was like 60k. How many miles did you happen to see? I didn't look. I just saw it was 60K. So surprised. I, back I would surprised.
1: I would think of it a depreciator more than that by now.
0: Yeah, no. Um, this particular XKR, though, uh, only has 32,000 miles on it for literally 49995 nine <laughs> ninety five. Okay. So $5 under 50000 Right. So. It is a
1: good-looking car, man.
0: Yeah, and it gets better gas mileage than my... Oh, wait. Yeah, it gets better gas mileage than my Mustang. <laughs> so there's that. I guess so. I think it's a great car. I think it's a great find. Um, sorry, I'm not going with the SC on this one.
1: Oh, uh, no, I didn't expect you to.
0: <laughs> but, hey, I am at least under half half the budget. <laughs> that is true. So. So, um, 2JZ, swap it. No. Yes. Actually. LSX, swap it.
1: No. <laughs> the V8 is good. And also, I maybe a couple of the viewers have seen it. On there's this one channel on YouTube that mod that these two guys modified like old luxury sedans or wagons because one of them chose a wagon. But the one guy chose like this generation Lexus LS four thirty. Guess what he did? What? Well he lowered it, he new wheels, uh tires, but he took the V8, the same V 8 that's in that SC, threw on a Shelby supercharger <laughs> And it worked on completely stock ECU, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was pushing close to like 500 horsepower.
0: That is insane and awesome. Yes, I like that. It was so cool. I like that a lot. I'd yeah. rather have that in an LS than a, than a SC. Sorry. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, totally, definitely. SC is definitely a snoozer. I'm just saying. I think you need the E55 or the SL550. One oh of the two. Oh gosh. Bro, there's an there's an, there's an E55 right around the corner from my house. I can show it to you. It wouldn't it's be purdy. happening
1: anytime soon, so. Huh? It wouldn't be happening anytime soon. I'm
0: just saying it's pretty. And it roars. Yeah. I bet it does. Yeah. It'll be great. I'm just, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Anyways, so that's uh that's actually it for today's show. I can't think of anything else anyways we don't need to because we're at an hour and 15 (laughs) we went long Yeah, long episode today goodness gracious okay well um thank you guys so much for tuning in today's episode if you made it this far we really appreciate you you're the real one um once again go on ahead and give each each of us a follow over on instagram i'm at josh underscore bayless he is at d Tompkins photos for now apparently um and uh yeah hopefully i I don't know if this one is going to be going up on YouTube or not yet. I don't think so. I think we're going to start that probably with the next episode. Possibly. Um, But but we we could possibly do at least video clips. Video clips, yes. That is something that we can certainly do. So we're going to experiment this week and see what we can do, see what we can conjure up. Um, Mm -hmm. And hopefully within the next several episodes, we will start be getting um, video clips, YouTube videos, stuff like that up on the interwebs. So that you guys can share them and um, it'll be super awesome. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great one and we will see y'all on the next Apex. I like it.